0: The Weekend Legends Catch Up Podcast can be heard anytime. You can even listen when you're enjoying life's most satisfying clean this weekend. And for that, you'll need a Karcher pressure washer. Whoa! That feels good. Karcher, life's most satisfying clean. <laughs> what you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls
1: the Weekend Legends. Good morning. It's great to be with you. We've got cold compressors on our (laughs) foreheads. We have footy fever. Oh, mate, it's all happening. AFL grand final
2: later today. Come on, you Giants.
1: Canberra 16 over South 10. They move on to accept what everyone has to now understand is the big dance. It's not the grand final anymore. Oh, the
2: big dance, okay. Triple
1: M's Jeff Tyler told you at the top of the hour that Josh Papali has been cleared to play in breaking news, but there's even more news breaking in the music world, Rose.
2: Yes, it has just been announced in the last hour that Metallica have pulled out of their Australian tour. Wow, say and so. It's very sad news. James Hetfield, the lead singer, is back in rehab. So it's been about 10 years since he drank, so that's Full on. Maybe we'll get another documentary. Some kind of monster? Two. Two. Seven Shades of Hetfield. Yeah.
1: <laughs> In this hour, the big, big sound is not only being heard over this town, it's been heard all over Melbourne as the GWS Giants take on the Richmond Tigers at the G, 2.30 this afternoon, we talked to Liam Flanagan from the Rush Hour with MG about all the colour and excitement down in Melbourne. It's a big, big sound down there, Chris. Also, we're going to look at the Rugby World Cup. It's underway, and we have some problems with what's
2: happened with the Wallabies so far. We'll get into this. I'm angry about this. Well, we're angry. to take you through to 12 o'clock. Plus, we update you
3: on Aiden Guerra's face, if you don't know what's <laughs> happened there. But up next, we love to rag on Queensland during origin time. So Brisbane's out. So we're able to look at the basket case that was the Brisbane Broncos in 2019. And we're going to pull apart those north of the border next on Triple M.
0: It's a show on the weekend and these guys are legends. So naming the show was a no-brainer. Triple M's Ghost Mutt. I mean, sorry, what is it? Weekend Legends.
3: With Chris and Rose and in the lead up to the final two games of the 2019 season, we begin to look back at what was this year. And a defining factor of that is the Brisbane Broncos basket case, Chris.
1: It's so true, Lachlan, and we just had Jimmy Barnes there with no second prize. It turns out in in the NRL, there's no prize for coming eighth, which is where the Broncos were.
2: (laughs) Can I just say, when Lachlan just said there's two games left in the NRL, this always creeps up on you, doesn't it? You get to the weekend before the finals, and you're like, that's it? Only two games? It's
1: bittersweet, isn't
2: it? it? It's so sad.
1: Now, with the Broncos basically being a basket case, we are loving it here down in Sydney. How good is it? (laughs) Fact number one, they haven't won a title since 2006. I mean, what's going on there? They're meant to be, you know, this one-team town sort of situation. Keep going. I'm
2: really into this. Tell me more stats about how bad they are.
1: Well, they've lurched from crisis to crisis. Oh. So, of course, a crisis is 58-0 against the Parramatta Eels. Like, that's a crisis in anyone's terms. Yep. And then they had the visit to Harpoon Harries with a lot of the senior guys. Uh, Andrew McCulloch revealing that they got on the Maxi Bonds afterwards. And, oh, Yeah. The, the Play, cheeseburger of ice creams. Playing playing poker machines is one thing, but I don't think that affects your performance as much as a pre match maxi I mean no, that no, really they, weigh you down. Those
2: things it? are filling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stick with you.
1: After their sad defeat, Anthony Seabold put them into end of season re- review. Guys like Jack Purd and Alex Glenn would say you could go shopping and apparently no other club is buying. Jeez. And, and he's spec now, Matt Gillette, who was in the frame for Queensland captain earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. He's been told by Seabold You're coming off the bench. Is that your Seabold? You That's put? my Seabold. <laughs> And Anthony Milford, if you don't improve, you'll be an entrust super cup. <laughs> I mean, it must be hard getting that message, let alone in that voice. Wow, it's like he's in the broom. And poor old Darius will won't be captain. And that went to their next problem, Rose, which was about the captaincy issue. Uh, Have you heard about this? Yeah,
2: tell me more. This is so good.
1: <laughs> so it was put out the Matt Lodge, who's, let's face it, had a very, very checkered career. Yeah, right. I did hear about this, yeah. As a possibility to be the Broncos' captain next season. I mean, they must know something we don't, I guess, because a lot of people would not be happy about that call. So this apparently comes off the back of they did some psych testing. I mean, uh, Seaball is known for having attended Harvard. I went to Harvard once yeah. for a wedding. I was there for two hours. <laughs> and that not only did uh, Lodge do well in the psych testing, but a guy called Pat Carrigan did very well, and he might be the captain next year. Pat Carrigan. Super coach Jack Gibson, Paul Kent, tells this story. used to go to the NFL to learn secrets, and he came back with this idea of personality testing. Mm. And on that basis, Ron Coote was replaced as captain by Arthur Beetson. Right. But that's Arthur Beetson. We're talking Pat Carrigan here. Right. But if if Lodge was captain, you've got the likes of Gordon Tallis, uh, Billy Slater, Paul Gallen all opposed. Glenn Lazarus said he'll hand back all his Broncos memorabilia. Yep. But Darren Locker, who's on the Broncos board, and Wally Lewis says it's a good thing. What do you think? Uh, well
2: firstly it, these these psych tests are they are they run by seabold? Is it seabold sitting there
1: asking the questions? it 'll be outsourced to oh, someone it 'll be outsourced to some business with the word creative. Can in you
2: read it. this line for me yeah. i can 't do the seabold as well creative personalities. <laughs> <laughs> um, look i look i don 't know what their decision making would be towards a captain and if they 're doing testing that we don 't understand, then they obviously know something we don 't and Lodge is an option but I mean it, it would just make it would make Broncos' fans who are already pretty mad about the season. Even matter Because, look, Broncos fans, uh, Bulldogs fans last year, we copped it after Mad Monday, but at least we waited till the end of the season to have our party. Broncos are partying before their, you know, playoff games.
1: Matt Lodge happened in a, in a time where redemption was possible in his circumstances. It's not in the future. Yeah. And to put him into that narrative of being captain is too much. It's too much. And, and finally, Seabold's latest masterstroke was a secret meeting with Brody Croft from the Melbourne Storm. Yeah. So secret that it was in a public Stanley Street cafe <laughs> where basically every rugby league journalist hangs out. Yeah. You know what I detect though, Rose? What's that? More work by the evil genius Craig Bellamy. (laughs) Here's a play that they're getting rid of and all the press is focusing on him while he's you know, concocting up a victory against the Roosters. Don't worry,
3: we'll be back. (laughs) All the best, to the Broncos. <laughs> we here at the Legends hope the Broncos' woes last for many years to come and spread to the representative team and all of that. We just can't wait to see the sure. demise of the Ugh. Broncos. Whatever. But the AFL Grand Final is on this afternoon as GWS take on Richmond at the MCG. We'll chat to the Rush Hour with MG's Liam Flanagan live yes. from the G next. The
0: Weekend Legends on Triple M. At Triple M, we're so pumped to support the GWS Giants in the AFL Grand Final, we even wrote a song. I've got my own. Go
3: Giants! It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M with Chris and Rose, and Grand Finals are special in any sense. Sydney teams and Grand Finals are even better, and to top it off, it's GWS's first ever Grand Final after eight seasons of competition. This would be massive for AFL and New South Wales, Chris.
1: It's an incredible story, Lachlan, when you think about it. And to tell us this incredible story, from the Rush Hour with MG, 6pm every weekday on Triple M... Is Liam Flanagan, who's down in Melbourne. Now, Liam, good morning. And are they kicking footballs into the river? And why don't we do that in rugby league? <laughs>
4: good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Chris, you'll be pleased to know they are punting the Sharons into the river here. Yes. Uh, Guy Sebastian's involved, which for the life of me, I don't understand. <laughs> Amy Shark's kicking footies as well, but there are some genuine footballs as well. Oh, uh, the, Amy Shark the longest t- kickoff is going on. Uh, gentlemen, it is Christmas Day. That's so cool. Dallas, Amy
1: right? Shark said, Tell her I said hi. I think I saw one of those movies on Universal Channel, Shark versus uh, Sebastian. Giant. But, yeah. Now, in terms of the story, 98 players have played for the Giants since 2012. 11 are still there and 7 are playing today. And I love what Kevin Sheedy had to say about the Giants story. I began with 45-year 12 students, six retired players, and Israel fall out. We've come a long way. They certainly have, haven't they, mate?
4: They've come a long way. You know what that stat tells me, Chris? You've done a lot more preparation for this game than I have. Uh, the 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 Giants, their story. I mean, look, the knockers will say they're a manufactured club that's been gifted everything from money to draft concessions by the AFL, which is partly true. But what you what you cannot underestimate is the belief within this current group of players. Uh, there's a lot of people. I've spoken to some people down here in Melbourne who suggest that. Even if the Giants lose, what a fantastic effort just to get here. There is not a sniff of that thinking within mm. this current Giants group, the yep. coaching staff, the support staff. They all fully expect to win the grand final today. That is the belief within this group.
2: Yeah, and looking at the ins and outs for all the Giants, you know, they've had some troubles with guys like Coniglio and Delidio, and the questions over Lockie Whitfield and Phil Davis, but the big in seems to be Tony, uh, Toby Green. Excuse me. Why is he such an important part of the Giants going into this final?
4: Uh, Toby Green is a big stage player. There's certain... I mean, Chris and I, uh, we step up on big stages, Rose. You wouldn't know um, what that's he, about. 100%. Chris and I like to step up when okay. the moment when the spotlight hits us. Mm-hmm. And Toby Green is cut from that same cloth. He lives for these moments. <laughs> if he... I mean, he's the bloke the Giants would want the footy in the hands of if a, they needed a goal after the siren to win this today. He is the heartbeat of this club. Uh, he loves these moments. He's going to be super important today. Just a whisper I am hearing, gentlemen, uh, from the ground, though. Phil Davis has got to, uh, might be under some sort of cloud. He, we know he had a calf concern just, from last weekend. Really? There might be a little bit of a, uh, a test in the warm-up for the skipper, Phil Davis, just to make sure that calf is 100%. So if he did miss, it would probably be Lockie Keefe, the man who was omitted uh, from last week's win. But uh, you just keep an eye on that one.
1: And Whitfield is good to go, and he'll be wearing his appendix around his neck. Is that, is yeah, that right?
4: Lockie, Lockie Whitfield will be out there, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of the Tigers players went hunting for exactly where the, the keyhole
1: surgery took place. Mm. You, me, and Toby are going for a beer, Liam, after the victory parade. Now, um, absolutely in threes. terms of Richmond, everyone talks about Dustin Martin, the super. But there's a 27 year old debutante playing his first ever AFL game, isn't there?
4: Yes, Marlon Pickett. It's pronounced like the fish. Uh, Marlon Pickett, 27 years of age, a remarkable story. Picked up in the mid season draft that the AFL brought back this year. Uh, so many things had to go right for him to get here. Uh, and for him to be making his AFL debut, I don't think it happened since about... The last time it happened was about 1960s. Uh, it's going to be a remarkable story if and if they do win, and he, in his first game of footy, wins a premiership. You're
1: going to hate me, but it was Keith Batchelor in 1952 for Collingwood against yeah, the yeah. Cats in a losing tilt. And you're on tilt.
2: Chris's side. Look at that. He throws you under the bus. R- yeah. Ru-
1: <laughs> rugby League players will remember Johnny Reinberger, who played only two games, and really his first run on start was the 1975 Grand Final. And they pumped the Dragons 38-0, so it's a great story.
2: Yeah, best of luck to Marlon picket uh, pronounced like the fish I do love a bit of picket and chips myself hey, um, well done, uh, Liam so mate I want to talk about the memes because mm. uh, everyone this week you know if you're a Melbourne AFL fan you're all behind Richmond and you understand Richmond haven't won a title for so long but the memes behind the Giants the big big sound the theme everyone's posting Simpson stuff it seems like online everyone's getting behind the Giants what's the vibe like there in Melbourne is it the same thing yeah, there's a generation of trumpet
4: players being born this week. Uh, <laughs> that that big, big sound has encaptured the internet. It's not as prominent down here. Uh, right. I'll be honest. There's whilst it feels like if you go online and you see the memes and all the rest of it, very much. Uh, m- Richmond being the home side, that is yellow and black mostly around here and around the streets. Look, there was going to be a dedicated uh, supporter base for the Giants, but overwhelmingly today, you're going to be seeing yellow and black.
2: Yeah, right. And, Chris, just quick, a meme is like an internet joke in a picture. <laughs> thanks thanks,
1: thanks young, very much. Young so, young can post, you yeah. can you send me a letter about that? <laughs>
2: Thank you, Len. We'll catch you Monday on the Rush Hour with
3: MG from Six. Enjoy the game tonight, mate. Thanks, gentlemen. Catch the call on Triple M this afternoon and, most importantly, Come on, the Giants. Go, still, Giants. Still more coming up after this. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M.
0: Heading to Melbourne to support the Giants in the AFL Grand Final. Here some handy hints. Melbourne is known for its cutting edge fashion. Fit in with the locals by wearing black. Black shoes, black pants, black t-shirt. Yes, they really are the fashion capital of the world. Ironic. Go Giants! From Triple M. A show that combines our two great loves. The weekend and Working half assed Triple M's Weekend Legends.
3: It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose and the Wallabies take on Wales tomorrow in our toughest World Cup match yet. Wales ranked fourth in the
1: world and and in red-hot form. But Chris, changes to the rules of the World Cup. Have you bit fired up? I've got to tell you, many people say in many places that they're fired up. And Rose, I am fired up about Rugby Union right now.
2: I love it when you're genuinely angry about something. Because it's usually me that's the angry dude here. Uh-huh.
1: Yes, I am generally Well, no, I was going to say I'm generally angry about you. But <laughs> I played Rugby Union and I love playing it. But I can pretty much not watch it anymore. And last week's game against Fiji was... Can I say the last card in the pack for see, me? But that, That's crazy to me because people that you know, say wouldn't watch Rugby Union regularly,
2: the World Cup is when you tune in. That The World Cup is when you watch the Wallabies play and you're saying this got you the most annoyed.
1: Yeah, I did tune in to see Rhys Hodge get rubbed out for three weeks for a dangerous tackle on Fiji's Paselli Yato. Bless you. Now, yes. um, question to start off
2: with. Was it a dangerous tackle? No way. Yeah, no way, right? No way. There's no way.
1: But according to the mandatory mid-range penalty for his act, the rugby union were going to give him six weeks, and they reduced it. Wait, six weeks? And remember, there was no penalty at the time, and they reviewed it on the video. Get
2: out of town.
1: They said he committed an offence that was six weeks penalty, but they (laughs) they reduced it to three because of his clean record and his good character. Am I right in saying they said it was actually also officially a high tackle? Absolutely. He H- hugged him round the chest. Reckless, high, with a high degree of danger. And um, by the way, I'm a bit upset they said he got a good character because I am not saw Reese is that good a guy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but they said he was ignorant of, get this, the world rugby decision-making framework for high tackles. What? What? It- what does that mean? We're supposed to know what you guys are deciding in a room somewhere. He's a player. I mean, and these are in a split second, and the judiciary said his body position was high, and he was never low enough to achieve the tackle he intended. Well, he intended to go low. They admitted that. <laughs> yeah. There was no attempt made by him to modify his height in order to avoid the potential for contact. Instead, and this happens in a split second, mind you, he turned his right shoulder inwards and slightly upwards, putting the shoulder in a line where it made contact with number seven's jaw. That's so annoying. Everyone is angry about this. Australia's former Wallaby, Drew Mitchell, Sterling Mo- like has said... Mortlock, I should say. Yeah. It's a stitch-up.
2: But, but, but three weeks means you you don't get any games in the group stages.
1: So the Wallabies have got to beat Wales tomorrow and get through the group
2: stages, and he can maybe play again.
1: And this has happened to Samoa's Ray Lilo, Lilo as well, who's got three works for the same thing. He yeah. misses all the round-robin games. It's ridiculous, man. Former England coach who won the World Cup, Clive Woodward, and Peter Fitzsimons in the Herald this morning. I mean, he is Mr. Concussion, okay. Mr. Head Knock, Mr. Yeah. Safety. Yeah. He said that what Hodge did was a train station away from the train station away from a shoulder charge. <laughs> If Fitzsimons is fired up, no wonder I am.
2: And a typical Christian Rose, I've ended up the more angry person from you telling me how outrageous this is.
1: And do not get me started on the 23 man aside fast that Rugby Union now is, where they have up to eight substitutes. They end up with two teams that didn't play against each yeah, other. Yeah.
2: So anyways, tune in tomorrow to watch the Wallabies play Wales. It should be very exciting.
1: <laughs> rugby might be going
3: soft, and to do it on the bigger stage, what effect will that have on future competitions? We'll, we'll have to watch the fallout from that. Yeah. But... Back to NRL, and we've got our preview of the Roosters v. Storm and what you need to keep your eye on. We're going to do that next. The Weekend Legends on Triple M.
0: Now we're back with Triple M's Weekend Legends. The Legends. Conditions apply. See in store for details. This show may have laxative effects.
3: With Chris and Rose taking you through to 12 o'clock. And guys, with only two games left to go in 2019, we're left with one of the most highly anticipated matchups that you could put no matter where in the calendar. Round one, Mm. round 26, a grand final. Storm v Roosters. And
2: Chris, there's a lot to like about this game.
1: There's so much to like, Lachlan. I'm looking forward to heading out there, but I'm still angry about that world rugby decision-making <laughs> okay. framework for high tackles. Calm down. We've got to Sorry. move
2: on. And Lachlan's got to stop reminding me there's only two games left in the NRL. It's depressing me every time. Okay. Tomorrow
1: there'll be one game left. Oh, stop it. I can improve your mood. <laughs> Shout out tomorrow. The first standalone game in Sydney in NRLW where the Roosters take on the Dragons. Leichhardt over one fifteen pm Nice. Absolutely fantastic. There you go. Beautiful. Apps up against Karina Brown, but yes, 7.50pm tonight at the SCG, Roosters take on the Storm Rose, and it's really for the title of the team of the decade. Who's been the most successful team this decade? Sure, I mean, I think you
2: could ask a lot of people at the beginning of this season, who do you reckon will make the finals, and a lot of people predicted the Roosters storm again, so... And they're all wrong. And they're all wrong, but uh, yeah, these are, these are undeniably two of the best teams in Rugby League in the last decade.
1: Some key announcements overnight, Vurnavalu is out for the Storm, so Chambers gets a reprieve, he will be there. Yeah, that's a Big loss for them. JWH, of course, rubbed out. Kiri and Corner are good to go, but Jake Friend will not be playing. Sam Ferrells, Verrill's will be the number nine. Okay. All right. Lots of issues to talk about this week. You know, Nick Politis got on the front foot about those bloody jealous critics talking about the salary sombrero.
2: I met him enough that they couldn't refuse.
1: Cooper Cronk has been all about the non feud with Cameron Smith. Oh, he yeah. says, I respect him. Yep. Nonsense. He argues <laughs> the photo when he had his hand on the throat of Cam at last year's grand final was not iconic. What do you think about I that? F-
2: I've seen less iconic things. Yeah, it was very iconic.
1: He's looking to be the first player to play four successive grand finals for two different clubs. That's crazy. Incredible. Yes. Also, he de himself. So when the Eels were playing the Storm last week, he was watching the Blocks versus Blacks in the Rugby World Cup. Oh, right. Okay, right, right, right. Stopped his Fox commitments in round 24. Cooper's life is just on an Excel spreadsheet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and talk about tough. Craig Bellamy reputedly a tough coach, okay? Man, he's, he's, he must have doctors checking him every day this time of year. His blood
2: pressure would be so high, he's just fully stressed all the time.
1: You know when you see Bellamy and he gets up in the coach's box and he walks out the back? Yeah, I could never tell what he's saying, but right. it's, uh, it's usually starting, starting with an F. Yeah, it's generally not polite. <laughs> well, he did that towards the end of the game as it was clear they were beating the Eels last week. Mm-hmm. And he went to make a phone call. What was the phone call? Eddie Maguire. Listen, mate, Collingwood's been knocked out. We need to train on an oval because we're playing on an oval next week and right. Cam Smith's the only guy who's ever played on an oval. This is a joke, clearly. Can we have your Collingwood? No, it's true. You're kidding. They went and trained at Collingwood's oval. Hey, okay, so Collingwood get knocked out of the AFL. and The, and the Bellamy... body is still warm. The dead magpie
2: <laughs> is still there. Oh, poor Eddie. Had to answer that call. Yeah, he could use it.
1: Now, just one very quick thought. What do you want to see happen in this game? Hmm. Not that uh,
2: quick a thought, is it? No, look, I, I I struggle with this because you know, like you said, it's the two uh, you know best teams of the last decade. I think if the Storm can survive the SCG, they're going to have a real battle against the Raiders. Yep. But I think if the Roosters win this game, it's clear sailing for them to a title
1: i tell you what I want to see, because I think you're probably right there. I want to see Luttrell score 15.2 oh, points, because that's yes. what he's doing every time he runs onto the SCG. <laughs> Point two. And I want to listen to Billy Slater defend Cam when he gets binned again for slapping someone like oh. he did last week. Oh,
2: it's outrageous. He should be set off the field. But say it <laughs> not
1: so... Craig Bellamy says Cam Smith might retire after this season. And actually, when I think about it, I don't want to lose him. This could be We need him still in rugby league. Catch
3: the call live here on Triple M at 750 as we look to lock down Canberra's partner for the big dance. But up next, we'd like to catch you up on a few things that's happened this week. What did I miss up next on the Weekend Legends Triple
0: M? Not sure if it's the show you'd give 10 out of 10, but these guys do high-five each other a lot. It's
3: high fives! Triple
0: M's Weekend Legends.
3: It's the Weekend Legends
1: on Sydney's Triple M. There's a lot in sport you might have missed, which is why we do this what? What did I miss? You might have missed the fact that I'm enraged about Wallaby Reese Hodges' no, no. suspension in the Rugby World Cup. Nobody missed it. We all heard it. Australia has won the SAIL GP in a one-and-done final in Marseille. They beat Japan. They avoided a race-losing penalty by the two boats colliding by 78 centimetres, which is .05 of a second. Oh. That blows my mind.
2: That news to me is two, bo- two boats almost crashed.
1: That's,
2: that's the news. Uh, it's the World Athletics Championships in Doha going on right now. And this is the first time since 2003 that there will be no Usain Bolt at a major event. How happy are all the other runners? <laughs> they had a big party.
1: <laughs> Marathon in Doha makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Sam Kerr has broken her American Women's National Soccer League scoring record, netting two to go to 18 goals for the Chicago Red Stars over Washington Spirit. Oh. But FIFA still couldn't find a spot for her in her first 11. Oh,
2: can you believe that? I want to
1: give a shout out to uh, Ruan Sims as well, who's also announced that she's retiring at the end of this year. They've got to beat the Dragons, I think, by 17 points tomorrow, and the Warriors lose to the Broncos, which will probably happen to mm. again make the grand final, which will be a great way for Ruan to go out. Yeah, it will be. And you might want to miss pictures of Aiden Guerra's face. Uh, the Newcastle Knights player was in a moped accident in Bali. He had uh, grazers all over his face and hands. Yeah. His wife, Belinda, said they were superficial. She is one tough cookie.
2: Yeah, that is that is strong. Can I leave you on one last one? Are they announced the Super Bowl halftime show, entertainers. Who we got? <laughs> We've got Jennifer Lopez, Uh backed up with Shakira. I can't wait. Two of the most current and cutting-edge artists of the last three years. It's a choice, right? Because Jay-Z is now running Who Does the halftime Show with all the Colin Kaepernick stuff. I have no
1: idea who that is. You don't know who Jay-Z is?
2: No. Lucky you. But anyways, J-Lo and Shakira to do the Super Bowl. It's been the Weekend Legends on Triple
3: M, and that's us for the week. Enjoy your rugby league. Go the Giants. Come on, you Giants. Enjoy whatever you're doing this just, Saturday. Just go football. Man. Let's, let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Get a lead. We'll see you next week. You're going down, Richmond.
0: The Weekend Legends on Triple M. The Weekend Legends catch-up podcast can be heard anytime. You can even listen when you're enjoying life's most satisfying clean this weekend. And for that, you'll need a Karcher pressure washer. Whoa! That feels good. Karcher, life's most satisfying clean.